0: Align Your Practice podcast with Dr. Cliff Fisher, where your best practice and life awaits you. Are you tired of running a practice on your own? We want to come alongside you with experts to help you create your dream practice and your dream life. Here is your host. All right, Tribe. Welcome back to Align Your Practice with Dr. Cliff and Dr. Joe, brought to you by Align Life, where we want to give you the tools to find and create your Align Life. Last time was incredible. It was one of my favorite ones on rocks. And one of the interesting things, Joe, you said was like you gave one of your team members a rock and so and they didn't know what it was. So I'd love for you to share that story. But today we're going to talk, we're going to continue that conversation into how we create those collisions and talk about meeting pulses. And then we'll do a summary of the six tools. So Joe, would you please share your story on that with your team member?
1: Yeah, Cliff and I were talking about meeting (laughs) rhythms and, uh, you know, why do we spend the time going over a scorecard and going over issues and solving and teaching. And I was telling the story about, I had uh, a number of clinics and I gave an opportunity for the manager to get double their salary. If they hit the net profit goal of the company of the clinic. And, and I was so excited. I've never done that big of a impact, but we were scaling fast and I needed someone to really take reign to the clinic. And after the quarter, I'm like, she didn't do, take any, action outside of her daily normal uh, job detail. So I said, why, after I gave you one of the greatest opportunities and bonuses I would ever give, did you not do anything when I told you if you double that, uh, you know, you increase that net profit, I would double the salary at the end of the year. And she looked at me and she says, well, what's net profit? And she didn't even know what this that was. So <laughs> You know, this is a number of years back, so it was like I was sending her the data, but she didn't really understand the finance. So with meeting rhythms, you're gonna show a scoreboard with net profit, with new patients, but you're gonna actually go through the process where your whole team understands the flow of the business, the gaps, the holes. So anyway, Cliff loved that story, Wanted me to uh, <laughs> wanted me to share.
0: So meeting rhythms for me, like they force that collision. So what happens is, you know, those meeting rhythms, like up another meeting, another meeting. Well, if you're having that conversation, you need to create level 10, which is also in traction. When you have these level 10 meetings, there's a structure to it. And that's the thing that's typically missing in the meetings. And then the other thing that's missing is like a meeting rhythm or a meeting pulse, as they talk about in EOS. And so, yeah.
1: so I yeah. mean, eating, um, the level 10 meeting means you want a, uh, a meeting that your whole team would rate a level 10 out of one through 10, because it's efficient. You make great decisions, you move the company forward. So it's actually at the end of the meeting, literally rating the meeting. <laughs> Was it a one, a two, a five, and anything under seven, you got to figure out why did you rate it so low? And what can we do better to have a better meeting? Because the last thing any of us need is another meeting. So meetings yeah. have to be efficient. And I love what Dr. Franson talks about, he goes, If you're not training, you're just having another meeting. If you're not role playing (laughs) during training, you're just having another meeting. So role playing and really going through scenarios and enhancing your ability to communicate and walk through your systems, that's training. And Cliff, as directing training for Align Life, training is vitally important because when you don't, you're gonna end up having more and more meetings, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean you don't need to have meetings. It just means you don't have to have off the spot meetings constantly throughout the day, crisis meetings, last second meetings because of all the dysfunction in your practice. Cliff and I are talking about meeting rhythms to run the business, to enhance the business, to scale the business, not meetings on conflicts because your flow, your training is off. There's a big difference here. And most people don't have the time, the energy, or the understanding of even what to do at these meetings. These are different meetings. So the meeting pulse, it's like a heart pulsing. The business pulses throughout the year and you got to have a point. You can't have the heart pulse every three seconds and then not pulse for two minutes. Likewise, you can't have your business have a meeting pulse and have it once a year and then maybe twice next year. And then it's got to be a pulse. So it's a systematic rhythm. You'll hear the phrase meeting rhythms or pulse. Because it's a systematic method. So you should have an annual off-site meeting about the business with your key leadership team. Maybe you and an office manager. Maybe you and your husband or you and your wife, two owners. So it could be three of you. It could be five of you. But you take people who are influencing the leadership and the movement, not the delivery only of the service, but the leadership and the, uh, the ownership and the movement of the company should be at a two-day off-site. Then every quarter you have a, a quarterly pulse meeting to make sure that heart's pulsing. And then you have a weekly meeting. And uh, I, Cliff, I, I would also say monthly meetups with scorecards with your staff before the quarterlies. So you're like, yeah. okay, my monthly meetups and then I'm gonna do my quarterly. Now I know where everything's at. What, what are your thoughts? I had a hard time getting all that in, I still do. <laughs> Cause that's a lot of pieces on top of running the business. Oh, yeah. So like in in our offices, so we have
0: our daily, which is our morning huddle and our post shift huddle. So we huddle before. Here's what the day looks like. Our post huddle, which is here's what we learned and laughed. Then we have our weekly meetings group, which on ours what you said, Joe. We have our weekly office meeting. We go over our stats, our scoreboard. How do we do over the week? Where are the concerns? What marketing things are going on? And then I also have a um, half hour meeting with my marketing person every week to say what's going on with our marketing And then I have a one hour meeting with my office manager and we call that the same page meeting. And so we make sure we're on the same page. And then after that, then we do a um, then we do the role playing or training. So that's an hour. And then monthly we get together and we have a little bit longer weekly meeting. So it's at the beginning of the first, depending on the office, first week of the month, though, we go over like, what were the stats for the last month? How are we doing? Are we on track to hit our quarterly goal? Are we off track on track? Where do we need to focus? And then marketing says, here's what we're doing this month. Here's how last month turned out. And here's what's going on this quarter. So she, he or she does that. And then we do a scorecard check-in, just like what you're saying. So we, we sit down with them and we go over their scorecard. Are we on track, off track on their KPIs? And then just like you said, we don't do a two-day one. I know that's what um, EOS recommends. We do a We have one that's an eight-hour one and one that's a four-hour one. And if you're a smaller team, then I have some teams where we do them in four hours and two hours. And we do that every quarter. And then we do a one, once a year, we do a prep one where we go over, what are we gonna do next year? So we'll typically do that somewhere between, ideally in October, between October and the beginning of December is the ideal time for that. A prep for the meeting, you mean? Yeah, like what are we gonna, what are we gonna do next year? And then we have our quarterly meeting just because it seems like December is like kind of a jam up at that end of year, yeah. And, and I don't want to go into the new year not being right out of the gates, so I like to have that meeting December, prepping okay. for the next year. Yeah. So it's an earlier one than normal.
1: Okay. Uh, no, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good conversation, and for clinics that want to use level up the clinic with um, building the team so you can scale if you're scaling up. Some clinics on at 30, 40, 50% a year. You're gonna to need to level up every year with team members and training uh, or else the organization kind of loses its uh, its momentum and its efficiency and its quality, quality of care. So having this rhythm, what I would do is at the end of the year, like now, is I would schedule your annual for, let's say it's between now and towards the end of the year. The earlier the better so you could also set budgets because as your clinic scales, let's say you have two or three doctors and you have four or five staff, it's a different business at that level. And you're gonna have to departmentalize your budgets and then set your budgets in October, November, so you're ready for next year, how many dollars are going into the clinical department, into the marketing department. And this may be, this is definitely more advanced if you're a new <laughs> doctor, student that's gonna be opening clinic. But you wanna really understand and be aware of the financial disciplines that you need to have as the organization grows, there's maturity in this cycle. But however big your business is, I would recommend now setting your annual date of when you're gonna review the annual and then setting your quarterly meetups. My recommendation is to have your quarterly meetups, quarterly strategy plan around the, between the 10th and the 11th week of the quarter. So you can have everything buttoned up and refined by the 12th week and you could effectively launch by uh you know by the 12th week so by the first week you're up and humming already for the new plan you don't want to do it too early because then you don't have projections on how do you, we're going to potentially end the quarter but you don't want to do it after the quarter's over because then you lose momentum the the calendar doesn't stop for a week for you to set things up so you're either doing it a little bit before the quarter's over and i recommend that verse after the quarter starts right i mean that's the best
0: So yeah, Joe, my clinics, we scheduled the last week of every quarter. We scheduled whatever day they do their quarterly on. We scheduled that like on our one in Indiana. We just scheduled it for the whole year of 2023 on Monday. So we have all those scheduled. And then the how you tie everything in is so then the next week is when you go over scorecards. So then you go over the new scorecards that first week. So you're already you're hitting the ground running versus, you know, getting a a week or two ended the quarter and be like, okay, cool. You got to hit these. Now you have a shortened window.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. So you are doing, when are you doing the monthly meetup on the scorecard? So I always do that the first week of every month. Okay. First week of the month to close out that card.
0: Okay. That's smart. So like if, so if Monday's the first, then I would do it that week. But if Monday's on a Wednesday, then it's the next week. So it's, I always go first Monday of the month. Okay. Very good. And then I always prep my scorecards. I always put it, there's a note on my calendar that says prep scorecards on the first of every month. And so then I'm ready for that first Monday, whenever that is.
1: So one of the things that I love that we provide in Align Life is that Align Life can take some of the lift off of you. If you like the structure that we're explaining and we synergize together, Align Life can handle which Cliff runs is the, the head training. So like we have a training agenda. So then you just, build your training around the corporate delivery. So we have a year schedule. We know exactly what we're talking about. We kick off the month with some very powerful one hour insights. And then we drill down every week on different components of that topic. So it's really a great way of, you know, lightening up all the preparation work you need for training. So you can put some time into this component, which is meeting rhythms in your office. So please, and if you're in uh, the Align Life organization already, please definitely attend the uh, the course that uh, Cliff, you're teaching uh, coming up soon as the annual assessment of the practice and a planning for next year. Uh, if I you're think not, we'll probably
0: uh, have just had it. We'll have just had it because this produces, I know that's coming up in a couple weeks, but this will get put out two weeks
1: after. Oh, so you guys will just missed it. <laughs> this will be just after, but uh, in the future, once a year we do allow people to come to really feel And listen and learn about how to do this effectively. So although we would have just had it when you listen to this uh, next year, just let us know. You can reach out to support at alignlife.com and tell them that you realize your vision training, which is the um, end of your strategy session. We do invite guests and it's really an experience uh, for you to have early in practice so you can understand how to create momentum.
0: Yeah, it's it's hands down my favorite meeting of the year. And next year it'll be in October. We already have it scheduled. Just like we're telling you guys to do. We have our whole year planned for 2023. So same thing. So do that. And so meeting rhythms are critical. It forces the collisions. And so once you have those in place, and just like what Joe said, I do love a line Life. We have a whole year planned out already. And so you don't have to figure out what training should I be doing. It's already done, and then you just give that to your office manager or you as the leader. Say, here's what we're doing this year. Your team's able to be ready. They know what we're training on every week. And it gives you two laps through all the material. So so often people think, oh, I just want the new stuff. Nope, we just need to get really good at the stuff that we have. And then if there is new stuff, we definitely vet it and we bring it. And you know, it's not like our stuff never changes, but, man, get those basics, like the blocking and tackling, the free throws. Those are the things that – base hits. Those are the things that wins games. It's not like the – grand slam here and there. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the base hits. And so, you know, we want to do great in the
1: basics and then also give you the tools. I think uh, my favorite quote is consistency is a new intensity and consistency what drives momentum of the business that it keeps, it keeps turning more value. If you implement these things, if you don't, what I was saying, when we first started, you get more friction, more resistance, It just takes more money, more time, and more people to churn the machine of your business. And that's when you lose profit and you lose value because we're not efficient and we're not, we're not, uh, we're creating a lot of friction in the business. So meeting rhythms, if you handle it this way, this is really magical for you and you'll stumble through it. So be patient and keep learning, keep (laughs) reading. But first you got to say, you're going to do it and then you'll get better as you go. But don't step away from it. Even if the meetings don't feel efficient, you feel clunky, you could reach out to a line Life. We'd love to have a conversation to kind of level you up and guide you a little bit because once you get this down, you're off to the races. It's going to be a different game. But honestly, literally have patience a year or two of consistently doing this and you'll probably be about average at it. <laughs> Five years later, you can be kind of an expert at doing it, but I've been studying and mastering and working on this for, I don't know, five, six, seven years. And I feel like I'm getting pretty good. I wouldn't say expert at it, but I think I'm pretty good. And that's many years <laughs> in doing it. So. At a high level too. Yeah.
0: And so it's funny. Cause like, Joe, when you're talking about these things, like, you know, these are, these are some of the rocks. Like I'm going to bring on meeting. I'm going to have meeting with them. That would be a rock. Just like we talked about last time. So that's a rock. Scorecards implementing scorecards that takes three or four quarters to even get comfortable with so those are some of the rocks like to build into there
1: that's huge that's huge that you make a rock your actual system like right listen to this podcast and saying we didn't give you every single step of the meeting rhythms, but now you have an idea now you can do research you could reach out to a line life or other organizations and find out how to really lie this out because you're going to need a little more meat probably, but definitely the architecture we're talking about is what most successful small businesses are using as a structural setting to gain traction and build value.
0: Yeah. I love the EOS model and I would love to kind of summarize all the pieces and parts. I know there's six parts to it. And so it was funny. I was like, Joe, I'd love to talk about our favorite one. He's like, well, we kind of needed all six of them. And I'm like, well, I guess that's true. So I, it was interesting because I love people. But honestly, like people don't matter if you don't have a good vision, if you don't have data, if you don't have process traction. So, Joe, I'd love for you just you and I just to kind of go through, summarize the six tools so that you guys can create your aligned business and your aligned life. So.
1: All right. So the, the six pieces of the, the model, the EOS model that we've embraced in, in, in our businesses and we urge you to take a look at yourself is um starts with vision uh there's eight points of vision that you need to understand it's everything from like your 10-year target your three-year picture your one-year plan the rocks we took up talked about there's a number of components but there is a uh documentation that if you reach out to support at alignlife.com we can get you some uh layouts on how to build the vision and then next to vision, there's uh people in process i know people in data or data, just data. So vision, data. Okay, vision and data. That is how you measure uh, the the progression of your business. Is, is how efficient is it? Garbage in, garbage out. With data, so you got to make sure you have the right data. You're you're uh, it's accurate. Um, so data, you can't really do much in improving your business without measuring data. And then the next one after that, and is, then
0: people, yeah, it depends which way you want to go. Because you're right. There's people's on the left and data's on the right. Yeah. So
1: so after you have, when you have data, then you can see if the people are on the right seat of the bus, yeah. if it's the right person and if they're on the right seat. And you'll know that by how the data changes. So you take all the data and you give accountability to data sets to different people, so they drive numbers inside of your business. That's how you prevent yourself from micromanaging the business and macromanaging the business. Being a true leader is giving the data points to people called KPIs, to move those numbers. That's the beauty of data and people. Um, And then below the line, we have um, the issues and process. Yeah. And when you have bad process, you have more issues. When you have better process, you have less issues. The process issues become issues that you can solve to make a better process. (laughs) So those two kind of dance together in a way. So you have to state an issue and solve an issue, right? And when you're solving an issue, most of the time, it's going back to the SOP, the standard operating procedure, finding the hole, fixing it. Either you didn't have it documented, you had it documented, but you weren't following it, or you had it documented and it wasn't good. You got to redo it, rewrite. (laughs) There's only three scenarios on an issue is, we didn't have a process for it, or we had a process we didn't follow it, or we had a process didn't work. Those are the three. get really refined and very granular on this that those are the three things you do with an issue go back to process and the final one's traction traction is the opposite of vision vision is what you want to do over the, the the company's lifetime the 10-year target traction is all right what are you doing now what's yeah. the one-year goal what are the rocks you're doing today like 90 days right now what are you working on right now to improve this business so that's the opposite of vision, vision, traction, those two tie together to move the company forward. What are your thoughts? I mean, that's the six framework of it. Yeah, I
0: thought you were spot on. And I think, you know, as I process those, like, I think the vision, you know, everything, like all of them are connected. So they're, if you think of them like gears, it's not like you can have one without the other. And so like the vision, the core values have to be right. So you know who the right people are. That's how you define who the right people are. Do they buy into the vision and do they have the same core values and then the issues you're spot on. And I'll be honest, I think when you're first developing process, even though the better your process is, you're just going to have different problems too. Like, it's not that immediately there'll be less like we, you were just sharing a story with me about one of your friends who they have a big business and they're like, we have all these issues still. And you know, it's like, but we have to make different decisions for the vision of the company. So issues are like not necessarily a bad thing as long as they're getting solved and you have awareness of them. And so and
1: so, I like what you said about it. I think it, with issues you have to quantify because you'll never run out of issues. Yeah. It's just you won't like, you know um, and the, there's issues that drive revenue. There's issues that will raise morale that you fix. They'll raise morale. There's issues that will drive net profit if you fix them. So you gotta quantify the outcome so you can decide what you're gonna do. I was at a conference once and this 32 year old uh, gentleman was on stage and he just sold his business for $60 million and he was early thirties. And he said, I, I, you all know what I know, which is what to do to build your business. I just knew what to do next. Yep. There's a young guy who was just saying because we all know what to do the key is what to do next right now you may be operating on a two percent margin in your company and you need to level up revenue so you need to focus on attraction doesn't mean you don't need a new computer system you may doesn't mean you don't need another staff it doesn't mean you don't need a better x-ray machine (laughs) but if your profit is two percent then you better drive revenue in your company as the first rock and leave those other big, great, awesome, efficiently building things on your parking lot because your current goal is to drive revenue. Now, if you have a team that's overstretched, you need more team, then you know what? Maybe we focus on that. But like Cliff said, when we opened, we have to be self-aware. What do we need in the business goal-wise? Revenue, profit, uh, morale. There's got to be some big lifts. And then the rocks to implement have to help you get your goal for the company for the year, right? I mean, that's what you said in the beginning that of course, it sounds like a, a given, like an an assumption, (laughs) of course, Cliff, why wouldn't you do that? But you know what? I think it's worthy being said and written down and asking the question, do these projects help (laughs) me reach what we stated was the company goal? No, they don't. Okay. Don't do them. Put them in the parking (laughs) lot, grab something else that's going to help you reach your goal when you reach a goal, morale goes up, profit goes up, your maturity goes up, your consciousness grows, results matter. They're really, the only truth is results in every aspect, whether it's clinical outcome or financial outcome, outcomes matter, right? I mean, that's our one yeah. of our core values, is outcomes matter.
0: Yep. Yeah. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this like whole time with EOS. I know it's been awesome for me just to revisit it. And I've been doing it about as long as Joe and so it's really nice to kind of sharpen that sword because I think so often we slip and check and we forget and like I, I learned things out of this. And so I hope you guys took things away from this. In our next episode, what we're going to dive into is like, what are some end of year practices? The best way to have a strong start is to have a strong finish. And so we're going to talk about that over the next two episodes. How do you end strong and then how do you start strong? So yeah, so thank you so much, Joe, for all your insights and thanks for your expertise. I appreciate it.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Cliff. We'll talk next time.
0: All right, try. We'll see you later. For opportunities to build your dream practice presented by Dr. Fisher, reach out to Align Life Centers for Natural Health at
1: AlignLifeOpportunity.com.